The threat of imminent incarceration tends to break the bonds of loyalty. It looks like that's what happened in the case of missing five-year-old Harmony Montgomery. Letitia Stauk is causing more hate, discontent, and potential delay. Some people just get picked on because they're too good-looking. I guess that includes murder charges. Maybe it's obvious to you and me, but you don't go drinking while your grandchild is missing, not to mention the mom. Just when you think people couldn't do more dumb things, they do more dumb things. And that's not even our dumb criminal of the day. Let's talk about it. Good day, Crime Talk aficionados. It is October 27th, 2022. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. Thanks for joining us. You know the drill. Subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment. Hit that little bell. And remember, you can listen to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps anytime, anywhere. All right. Also, before we get started, let's talk about the people that support the channel. Well, if you go to the link crimetalksearch.com, you can sign up for a background subscription service where you, literally while you wait, can get a background search done on an individual that maybe is new to your life. Maybe they're just not giving you the warm, fuzzy feeling about them and you want to check them out. And that background subscription search that takes a couple of minutes, they are going to provide you information regarding someone's criminal history, their marital status, if there's civil judgments against them, criminal history, are they a registered sex offender? You betcha. All the things you want to know before you get to know somebody. We've had more people respond saying, hey, I was going to date this guy. I did a background search and found out he had all these charges for doing terrible things to children. That's right. You need to check people out. CrimeTalkSearch.com. You'll be happy you did. All right. We have said from the beginning of this show, the threat of imminent incarceration tends to break the bonds of loyalty. And that's exactly what may have taken place in the case of Harmony Montgomery. So some uh, filings have revealed that Harmony Montgomery's stepmom, Kayla, had told police back in June that the girl's father, Adam, had murdered the then five-year-old and encouraged her to help cover up the crime. Shocking, isn't it? Well, as you may recall, Harmony vanished sometime in late November of early December 2019 and is believed to have been killed around the same time. Cops were only made aware of her disappearance last fall. And an investigation led by the FBI subsequently ensued and led police to arrest Adam Montgomery back in January of 22 in connection with a second-degree assault charge involving his daughter prior to her disappearance. Well, on Monday, he's been charged with the murder of his daughter nearly three years after her disappearance. He is said to have allegedly punched the disabled youngster in the head. Now, Harmony was blind in one eye. Also on Monday, the uh, prosecution filed a document in another case against the alleged child killer, charging the felon with dealing in stolen firearms, which brought about the uh, damning statements. And uh, apparently during her June 3rd interview, Kayla reported to police that Harmony had been murdered back in December of 2019 by the defendant. Kayla also said that the defendant had encouraged her on multiple occasions to lie to the police about Harmony's whereabouts, basically giving Kayla a cover story and telling her that as long as she stuck to the cover story, everything was going to be okay. Adam Montgomery's defense attorneys asked the judge earlier this week to preclude 
the estranged wife's statements now accusing the prosecution of improperly delaying their disclosure by months in violation of the discovery rules that are applicable in just about every criminal case. And uh, Kayla Montgomery herself is also facing charges in connection with the girl's disappearance, including allegedly lying to a grand jury and collecting welfare payments on the missing girl's behalf for months after her death. This disclosure was several months in the making and serves as the first indication from investigators that Harmony, as many suspected, was in fact murdered. It also comes four months after uh, members of the FBI stormed Adam Montgomery's home, hauling out evidence, including a refrigerator from the apartment. Now, the police did not disclose what sparked the search of the uh, residence about that time. However, officials conceded that the uh, home had become the focus of their investigation. Now, Harmony, who was blind in one eye, uh, was in her father's care at the time of her disappearance after her mother, Crystal Sori, lost custody of her back in July of 2018 due to her own substance abuse issues. Investigators revealed earlier this year that Harmony had been homeless and living out of a car with her family in the days before her disappearance after being evicted from the Union Street apartment on November 27th, a date that falls within the span of the girl's disappearance. Now, Adam, meanwhile, who had also come under suspicion of caseworkers for abusing Harmony in the months before the disappearance, but of course they didn't necessarily take over. So what do I mean by the threat of intimate incarceration tends to break the bonds of loyalty? Well, clearly the allegation here is that Adam Montgomery is responsible for the death of Harmony Montgomery. And that's right, stepmom, she gets arrested for all this. She's looking to spend a ton of time in jail, prison, and guess what? She's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Why should I have to do this? He manipulated me. So they go in and they do a proffer and they say, I promise to tell the truth. You can't use this against me. And okay, then we'll make you an offer to testify against Adam Harmony. And everybody's happy. The threat of imminent incarceration tends to break the bonds of loyalty. Seriously, very rarely, if you have two or more defendants, somebody always breaks. And the rule of thumb is, first to the district attorney's office usually gets the best deal. So remember that if you're out there committing crime and conspiracies, get in early, get in often, get the best deal. Just saying. Next on the docket, Letitia Stauk causing more hate, discontent, and delays. As you know, Letitia Stauk has been charged with the death of her stepson, Gannon Stauk. This goes back years now. She has played games from the beginning firing her public defenders. Yes, there was a delay because of COVID. Then their competency was raised. Then it was going to be an NGRI plea. Then it wasn't. Now we're back to an NGRI plea. And now her attorneys, who are court appointed uh, by the state, their private counsel, are asking for further evaluations as it relates to her competency and ability to form the requisite intent because of some sort of mental disease or defect. Well, what do they want to do? The evaluator wants to do an MRI and an EEG. Apparently, this EEG is going to take at least three days of monitoring to see how her brain reacts, etc., and the MRI. Well, there's been some filings in the case. The sheriff says, hey, we don't really have this at our facility. Not sure how you're going to get this done, and it's going to be a huge inconvenience. The medical provider for the jail basically has done the same thing, saying we do not have the resources to do this. And then the sheriff says, if you want us to go take this off-site, it's probably going to cost the taxpayers, through the sheriff, of course, some $15,000 to make these arrangements 
and to uh, pay for the deputies to be there in transportation, et cetera, some $15,000. Now, obviously, Letitia Stauk has a right to present a defense. And if she's indigent, they should, the state will probably pay for it. But in this particular case, I think that um, this is a bill that the uh, sheriff should not have to foot and that they should have Letitia Stauk, through her attorneys, pay for these services. And then we'll see how important it truly is to her defense if they think that they can uh, justify the state paying for that expense. Now, I've only ever done this once, and it was to take a client with a brain injury to do a neuropsychological evaluation, and it is a pain in the butt, and that was for one day, let alone a three-day trip as it relates to Ms. Stauk. And let's face it, Ms. Stauk has not exactly been a model prisoner on her extradition trip back to the state of Colorado when they were driving back from South Carolina. They stopped in Kansas and then she attempted to escape. And oh, when she was in Colorado and El Paso County at the county jail, she attempted to escape. So yes, this is necessary. My guess is this is just more delay. I know the experts are gonna say that they need this, they need this, but guess what? It won't be done. And the trial that's set for next year somehow is gonna get delayed. Next, is being too good looking gonna become a defense? Well, a Las Vegas woman who weeks ago, we brought you this story, was accused uh, by the cops of arresting her for being too good looking, has now been accused of murdering her mother. Go figure. Now, police began looking for Hend Bustami after the body of her 62-year-old mother was discovered in a Las Vegas home earlier Wednesday morning. She apparently had some deep lacerations all over her body. Now, Bustami uh, was detained hours later at about 5 a.m. in Barstow, California, which is heading the opposite direction from Las Vegas. Um, the motive apparently remains unclear. As just, like I said, you may recall, she made headlines in August after she was arrested at the Harry Reid Airport in Las Vegas after trying to skip out on a tab at a Chili's restaurant. Bustami was reportedly belligerently drunk and police said as she was being detained, she claimed she was being harassed because the cops had never seen anyone this good looking before. Bustami's mother was discovered inside the house on, uh, on uh, June Flower Drive just after 2.30 a.m. on Wednesday morning, suffering from these uh, deep lacerations. The Las Vegas Metro Police have stated that uh, police received a call uh, on 911 from a woman claiming her mother was in fact deceased. At approximately 2.30 in the morning, the dispatcher received a phone call from a frantic female stating that her mother was dead and then the line was disconnected. Now, a neighbor, um, Andres Moreno, has stated to the police that the uh, police were regularly at the home over domestic disputes between the mother and the daughter. Police also said Bustami will be returned to Las Vegas and could be charged with open murder, which apparently means the degree of her charge has yet to be determined. Coincidentally, Ms. Bustami was to appear in court today for that incident at the airport. Next on the docket, Perception is reality, okay? If you're the grandmother and the mother of a missing child, let's just do some little common sense. Probably not a good idea to go on vacation, so to speak, and then be seen out partying up. That's right. The grandmother of missing Georgia toddler, Quentin Simon, has admitted that she and her suspect daughter, Lalani Simon, 
made some bad decisions to enjoy a night out drinking in a beach resort town as police searched for the little boy's body in a landfill. But Billy Joe Howe blamed it on the hometown protesters who have made her feel like a prisoner in her own home. Now, her concession came as the little boy's babysitter joined in the course of criticism over the night out on the town. And the babysitter said, if my grandchild or my child was missing, I wouldn't sleep, I wouldn't eat. That's what the babysitter said. I can't necessarily disagree. I don't think I would do anything except to go look for my child. That's what I would probably be doing. But of course, if you know that the child is deceased, why would you go looking? Why would you waste your time? You can at least fake it, I guess, right? Not apparently so much in this particular case. Now, Ms. Howell told Quentin's biological father in an 11-minute phone call that uh, she and Lalani did go out to Tybee Island because these protesters outside her house had just gotten so, so bad. She told Bubba Moss, the biological father. She stated that my friends from out of town that come down here to support me, they stayed close to me for two days and they decided to get a room at the beach for a couple of days. As demonstrators gathered outside her house, honking horns and yelling baby killer into the night, old Billy Joe and her daughter, Lalani, and their friends checked into a $72 a night Sandcastle Motel at Tybee Island, a vacation getaway about 50 minutes from their home in Savannah, Georgia. Now, she also stated that when they went out, uh, I told them that I don't think it's a good idea that we'll go out in public. Um, I think we better stay here at the room. And they're all like, oh, what? You can't go and have dinner? I mean, you got to eat, right? And then they went across the street to uh, Stingrays, a bar on the evening of October 18th. And the mother-daughter duo sat outside with friends downing shots and pestering their server to apparently drink with them. The same day, however, the FBI was combing through a landfill searching for little Quinton's body near the family home. Now, the police have named the boy's mother as the primary suspect in the disappearance and stated that Quinton is presumed dead. Mom said, now I'm rationalizing in my head, yeah, why can't we go have dinner? You know what I mean? Yeah. Perception is reality. You'd think you'd be out there looking for your child, unless, of course, you know they're not going to find him. Just saying. Obviously, we give everyone the presumption of innocence unless and until they plead guilty or are convicted by a jury of their peers. Next on the docket, just when you think people can't do something this dumb, they do it again. Okay? Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've told you before, don't live stream the crime scene, right? You have to remember, there are cameras everywhere. And you should know that, particularly if you work at the store where you're committing a crime. Check out this guy. The um, Dollar General employee stands accused of pouring bleach into his co-worker's beverage following an argument. So on Monday, October 24th, Volusia County Sheriff's Office responded to the Dollar General on North Woodland Boulevard to report a poisoning. One of the employees reportedly told authorities that he had been drinking a Pepsi, went to the restroom, and when he came back in, it tasted and smelled like bleach or some sort of cleaning supply. Surveillance video revealed Jerome Ellis pouring the bleach into the victim's can of soda, and he tried to unplug the camera system. The two reportedly had gotten into a dispute that day, 
uh, earlier. And during the interview with deputies, Ellis reportedly denied the argument with his co-worker and said he went behind the counter with cleaning solution and spilled some in that general area. When Ellis was confronted with the video footage, he eventually said the victim was being difficult, so he did, in fact, put the cleaning solution around the brim of the Pepsi can to get back at him. Mr. Ellis was, in fact, arrested for poisoning of food or water and tampering with physical evidence. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and when you know the cameras are there and you still try to do it, man, you're dumb, but you're not even close enough to be our dumb criminal of the day. Please meet Robert Lawson. He apparently was questioned after he was spotted loitering near a wooded area in uh, Clearwater, Florida. And during a consensual encounter, Lawson reportedly gave permission to search him and his bags. Clearly not a crime talk uh, viewer, because he would know you never do that, particularly when you have drugs on you. Even if you don't have drugs or anything illegal, don't do that. Well, according to the arrest report, the search yielded a small baggie containing a crystal substance. What could that possibly be? Oh, I can tell you. It tested positive for methamphetamine, as well as an uncapped syringe with a brown liquid residue. Hmm, what could that be? Oh, that's right. That would be heroin. After being advised of his rights, Mr. Lawson demanded that the deputy call the FBI and the St. Petersburg Police Department because apparently he is allowed to carry methamphetamine. Needless to say, Mr. Lawson was arrested on a felony drug possession charge and a misdemeanor drug paraphernalia charge, and he's being held in the county jail on a $2,150 bond. So yes, don't agree to a consensual search of your belongings, particularly when you're a drug user, and don't admit that you're allowed to have drugs on you. That's an admission, because I don't think you get an exception from the FBI to carry drugs. Just saying, because that's dumb. That'd be crazy. All right. Thanks for watching. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time on Crime Talk.